0: And hello, Paul River. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon too.
0: My name is Carrie Swigum. I'm here with Roger Thorne. And? And, and, and you're listening to CJMP News.
1: And this is Plan B because we've had uh, a few uh, rearrangements and cancellations this week. So anyway, here's a little bit of music to get on with. And uh, we'll be back with you in a couple of minutes. Okay, that was uh, Brian Ferry with a cover of Bob Dylan's "Times They Are Changing," and over to you, Carrie.
0: Oh, thank you, Roger. Well, this week has been uh, busy news week. I don't know if you've been paying attention to. to oh, the abso- abso- absolutely, news. absolutely not. Yes,
1: I've got some international news I'll talk about later on in the show.
0: Okay. Well, yesterday was a high vis meeting at the regional district. I don't know if you heard about that one. Mm,
1: like, there's not always a high visibility meeting at the regional district.
0: Well, it, I. You know, actually, it was, uh, to be honest, it was the first time it actually ever attended a regional district meeting. Um, generally, there's overlap with the city meeting, so I, I have to pick which one I go to. But I went to the regional district, and I have heard that they are entertaining, and or entertaining in the <laughs> Just, way that you're participating in democracy, yeah, but was, also yeah. that, you know, it's important decisions being made there. And yeah. um, Well, and yesterday, a delegation of the Friends of Stillwater Bluffs was well-received by the board. Uh, of directors, Janet May spoke and the purpose of the delegation was twofold. Um, so they wanted to announce the Friends of Stillwater Bluffs is a now an active society that wishes to act in partnership with the regional district in securing the area known as Stillwater Bluffs as a protected area or park. Now, have you heard of this before?
1: Uh, all I know is uh, they managed to get IT to come to some sort of agreement about not cutting part of the area down there, but I have been quite following the rest of it
0: okay um well that wasn't discussed yesterday but um they're also asking that the the regional district board accept the 2015 parkland acquisition strategy as a policy directive now i wasn't familiar with that document um and janet may brought a copy with her uh, and i'm going to play an excerpt from the meeting to to say to display what she said Um, but basically they're looking for a protected area or public park around stillwater bluffs and um and I'll let Janet explain what this was.
2: Draft Parkland Acquisition Strategy, and it was something that was created with the help of a community group or a uh, advisory group. I'll give a little bit of a background for everybody. In 2010, the Regional District Parks and Green Space Plan was accepted by the board here, and part of that strategy was to develop a Parks and Green Space Implementation Advisory Committee which was established in February of 2012. And in 2015, the Parks and Green Space Implementation Advisory Committee passed a motion that this that this committee recommend that, sorry, that committee recommend that the amended parkland acquisition strategy be forwarded to the first committee of the whole meeting in February for consideration. So that happened in 2015, so a year and a half ago. So, Uh, The staff at the time reported that accepting this does not commit the board to implement any of the specific recommendations. So it's without any commitment that you accept the strategy. And also the staff reported, and we think this is very important, that establishing a parkland acquisition reserve fund is fundamental to any desired future parkland acquisition, which is why FOSFA is particularly interested. Although the parkland acquisition Strategy, of course, applies across the region, and anybody who wants to establish a new park in
0: the region should be interested that we have this as an important foundation document. So that's the, the intro to her delegation. Um, and Roger, I don't know if you were able to follow along as you were preparing for the next segment, but
1: N- no, I wasn't actually, which is bad of me. But
0: uh. okay, well, just explaining basically what they're trying to do. Um, and if um, if you if anybody listening wants to hear Uh, or see the whole um, delegation because I have edited a little bit it's available on um, the regional district website um, from Paul River TV Um, but I want to play another clip from Janet because uh, she goes on to explain that there's been uh, several reports that have come out in the last five years um, um, regarding recreational activities uh, not just at the regional district but with the city and the Tlaamon Nation and so here's Janet again high priority acquisition sites across the region. It also states the obvious, that establishing a source of
2: funding is critical to the overall success of the strategy. And that's really the point that we want to make, is that we would like to be able to start acquiring money so that we can work towards acquiring parkland. It does go on to suggest several funding opportunities, including the statutory reserve fund under (coughs) bylaw 439 for parkland acquisition purposes and this parkland acquisition strategy also recommends partnering with local community groups. And here we are. We are enthusiastic, willing, uh, we've got lots of potential, we want to raise money, we want you to help us, and we're here because we feel there is an urgency to actually building our parkland green space inventory. We feel that adopting this parkland acquisition strategy will be a positive foundational step in achieving our goals and the goals of others that want to achieve our parks. And we would like to be in a position to take opportunities when they arise, and this will help us do that.
0: Okay, so um, basically they, uh, we were just talking there, so I'm <laughs> a bit um, flupped, but anyways. They put together a good report. um, It got good um, acceptance from the board. And I want to play Russell Brewer's comments, Director Brewer, um, who was saying that this is a document um, that's not necessarily an independent on its own. There, these are discussions um, that they're having with Regional Digit, the city, that need to happen together. Okay. So, here's that.
1: Here's Russell. And further, for sure, as
3: Director points out we have to consider this together along with all the recommendations that are in that broader regional recreation study as they do they're not independent conversations we're going to talk about park acquisition I don't want to have that conversation independent of talking about the rec complex one of those elephants in all our rooms that is supported by city residents these are not independent discussions because the regional parks is a regional service which city and rural residents pay into, so they do touch on, on other recommendations. So yeah, I'm looking forward to a broader discussion on all these things. As soon as that ARIS report rolls out, and all three governments have a chance to chat about it, and staff on Tuesdays talked about they want to have a public session as well where everyone can be invited and there'll be an introduction to what's outlined in that document there's no way everyone's going to sit down and read that 200 page document and go through all those recommendations but it's there's a lot of great recommendations in that part can, there slim. It's, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> can i recommend this
0: one <laughs>
3: but it's not it's either not or no. and
4: they and
3: they, people, they tie together and and it may be slim but there's some pretty hefty recommendations in yeah. there that there are, be and considered and serious it
2: would be powerful that. if we have this as a, a basis
0: Okay, so that was a bit cut off, but uh, got the general gist of this. Um, and the ARIS report that uh, Director Brewer mentioned was the Expanded Regional Recreation Initiative Study.
1: Okay. Just
0: to, just to make sure we're all on the same okay. page here. <laughs>
1: and okay and uh, i better mention here uh you're listening to uh, cgmp news hour fridays on cgmp 90.1 fm and live streaming at CGMPs.ca. this is our planned b show so we're going to have a little bit of possibly international news or uh, more bc news this week mm-hmm. and um things we planned today didn't go as well as we expected so anyway here's a little it happens it, it, happens. it happens
0: wait before you put music on can I tell you what uh, they decided to do with this um, parkland acquisition strategy absolutely okay. on the edge of your yeah seat? I am yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: falling off actually
0: well apparently this was part of a strategic planning discussion um, that happened um, months ago um, it ended up in an action plan but with an unassigned timeline um, so I guess just wasn't done on purpose that it was forgotten about Um, director mccormick suggested that they reactivate the parks and green space implementation advisory committee and refer to them in the new year so if if you were trying to go to the regional district meeting yesterday that's kind of the basis for what happened at that delegation thank you
1: okay and thank you um here's a little bit of music and then i'll probably come back with a few community announcements and then on ever onwards and here we go
5: the last thing
1: And I think I'll give uh, everybody here a little update on the weather in case you uh, don't really know what's going on out there. Well, Roger,
0: who is that band that's Uh, playing? That is actually David Bowie. Okay, thank you. There you go.
1: Um, Okay, so the forecast today, uh, currently about zero degrees in Powell River, uh, mainly sunny, which is pretty obvious if you're in the Powell River area. (laughs) Uh, tonight, it's going to be uh, increasing cloudiness with a 40% chance of slurry, uh, slurries. Slurry, oh <laughs> over <gosh.
6: laughs> Slurry.
1: Run. <laughs> it's going to be coming down. <laughs> very slippery out there. Um, so anyway, there'll be uh, a continuation of that into Saturday too with uh, sun and cloud and a chance of Slurries again, <laughs> and possibly that's continuing on until Sunday. And uh, the rest of the week looks like mm, uh, cloud rain, cloud rain, cloud rain, mm. uh, which means it'll also warm up during the night, too. So the temperatures won't be down quite as low. Okay, there you have it. Okay. That's our local weather report. Thank you,
0: Roger. <laughs> and again, you're listening on uh, December 16th, 2016. This is CJMP News, and we're gonna let you know some uh, events coming up this weekend
1: okay so currently this is for tonight uh there's at the sheridan dance academy there's a dance for the food bank uh it's from uh, 6 30 p.m to eight thirty p.m and uh, that's at uh, 4871 joyce avenue uh playing at the westview hotel the zoo bar and grill Tonight at 10 p.m. is the DJ Hansen Band.
0: Wait, 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 Roger. Wait, wait. Did you see? Did you say that you can free to the dance for the food bank if you bring a um, oh, no, I didn't donation actually. to the food bank? Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, yeah. 6.30 to 8.30 tonight. Okay, Friday. there you go.
1: Um, also tonight at the uh, Recreation Complex, the Evergreen Theater, the live stage play Robin Hood and the Babes in the Wood which is at uh, 7 o'clock tonight is also on on Saturday and Sunday with a matinee and that is by donation.
0: And I heard that was quite good actually. Have you been to no, it? No. no, I haven't. No. From people who have been said it's great and you should go. Okay. Yes.
1: Good. I also, I mean, I always enjoyed pantomimes when I was a kid. Mostly because they were pretty raunchy, <laughs> the ones I used to go to.
0: And what is a pantomime?
1: <laughs> well, it's sort of like uh, Robin Hood and the Babes. It's sort of like all the old uh, Cinderella stories and stuff like that.
6: Okay.
1: And it's a uh, stage production and women dressed up as men and men dressed up as women oh, playing okay. all the various parts. Okay. So.
0: Okay. Is this a British thing?
1: Is this yeah, I guess is it primarily it is, it's yeah. It's
0: a hilarious British pantomime in quotes. Yes, they that's what it, it is. As. Yeah. Okay.
1: There you have it. Uh, Also opening, uh, which opened yesterday, is on for a few days at the uh, 4712 of Marine Avenue is uh, Transmission, New Works by Autumn Sky. And that's, I believe, there from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m.
0: At the um, Dancing Tree Gallery?
1: Yes, that is, yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure that's where it is. It doesn't say here, but...
1: Uh, is that the one on Marine itself? Down, it's on Marine down here, well, <laughs> right by RT. Oh okay, so not <laughs> so the dancing tree. No. It's not the dancing okay. tree. Um, there you have it. That that'll do for. Our, there'll be a few more community announcements coming up later on, anyway.
0: Okay, well, it's getting busier with uh, social events as the holidays approach, and uh, clearly, there's no lack of them here in town um i wanted to mention something else that happened at the regional district meeting last night
1: Uh, okay go ahead
0: well we had the delegation there for the uh friends of uh, stillwater bluffs and you know they were expecting standing room only and to turn people away because there was so much interest on facebook to attend the meeting Um, so they had a sign-up list at the door uh, if you couldn't attend they do want to know that you're interested in supporting this um i think about a dozen people were there i'm not quite sure um who were yeah. there for that delegation. Yeah. Um, but there was also another one that was a more of a surprise delegation um, from PR Pause, And um, that was basically uh, regarding the regional trails plan, which is now in draft stage, but it was um, going to council yesterday to be accepted by the regional district um, as a plan. And um, I opened it up on Wednesday night just to see what it was, because I knew we'd be talking about it on Friday. And it was about 300 pages in itself. So a lot of big reports came out this week that will guide Paul River and the National District. Of course, district.
1: Nobody, nobody, had time, you're on the page, nobody had time to read it or delve into
0: it. Not, no, not quite yet. And yeah. that's that was the complaint by um, PR Pause who um, felt also that they were discluded from discussions um, for the trails plan. And so I'm going to play a clip from... Scott Glaspie, who spoke passionately about uh, this report and their lack of involvement. And I do want to, um, you know, if w- I don't want to just play one side of this issue, because I know it is a very complex issue, and um, there is definitely good reasons, uh, there's good arguments on both sides, I would say, and I don't want to just look at one and be biased. So I, I do want to open this conversation up in the future to uh, the other side. Hopefully yes, and,
1: and we were hoping to have uh, several participants in the studio today, but uh, there was a li- little bit of dissension about what was going on, so uh, that's been put off until S- next few weeks or well, well later. The
0: official delegation if is happening next week, yeah. I think, yeah. um, and I think it would be more appropriate to talk after that about this. But I, I just want to say one of the comments he said because um, it was quite interesting. So just a second here.
7: As I said, I've spent 24 years out there in the woods and more than 20 on the Sunshine Coast Trail. This is a special trail. It's not some line on a map. It's not just some trail that just happened to grow out there. Tens of thousands of hours up there. Tens of thousands of hours of gone to it. 24 years, certainly more than 20. It is special and I think it deserves some respect. Um, another thing that came out of this was a hundred and some odd page study out of UBC about uh, Squamish and Whistler and those areas where mountain bikers and hikers were having conflicts. And one of their main, main conclusions drawn from this is top-down decisions are not effective, nor are just public meetings. If you've got conflicting groups, they have to get face-to-face and sort things out. Because if somebody makes a decision, one way or the other, if if the process does not involve real... Real face to face, somebody's going to get annoyed, and and it just breeds mistrust of the process. So I, I uh, urge you, you know, to try and get this thing right. For us, this is a big deal. This is like taking away a 24 year old kid from me and saying you don't have you don't have custody anymore, or you have joint custody. You know, I've been on this baby for a long time, and I am passionate. Thank you.
0: Okay, so that was Scott Glassby. He's a treasurer with PR Paws board.
1: So so what is the really big issue in this? What, did, what was the hint that you got of this?
0: Well, I've, I have heard from uh, several people, not just PR Pause, but before this meeting, that uh, there were user groups involved, there are use trail user groups, who weren't consulted with this trails plan. And the trails plan is a, going to be a guiding document for many years to come, I believe. Okay. doesn't mean it's set in stone when it comes out right away. It's still in draft form, but... The way that it's drafted now, people had issue with because, like I said, they weren't consulted. That's what their complaint was. Um, So basically, that was heard, and uh, they are going to be consulted, and the the report wasn't accepted as is.
1: Now, can you tell me, just remind me, who actually put this draft plan together?
0: Uh, This was a consulting firm, and I don't know the name of it, but uh, they're not local, and that was another complaint, too, who... Um, this was a, an expensive report, and um, yeah, so I don't know who it is off the top of my head. And
1: who who actually put this report out, hmm. or who who commissioned this report? Um, well, was this it's it was Paws or the regional district or who was it actually well, i'm gonna go We're back. so well informed here.
0: this is the paul river regional district regional trails plan that's okay. the name of it yeah. so i assume it's the regional district they're not here so I, i'm not gonna um, okay. try to say i know what their their plans are um it sounds like um the consulting team it was from a group called bha and um there is on the acknowledgements page of this draft it, it does show the people who were in the working group to put this plan together and um a lot of people are involved in government not necessarily people who actually use the trails so that's okay, that was yeah. the main complaint
1: okay no that's 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 a good valid complaint because i've I've actually been to various things where i've almost been the only individual in the room and everybody else was in the government okay. <laughs> it's like wow this is uh, not working out too well <laughs> okay Okay, uh, so that's that. Yeah, uh, a little bit more music here, and uh, we'll be back again in a couple of minutes. That was Big Mountain with the cover of Cat Stevens, Where Do the Children Play? And uh, you have some news on the uh, credit union here in town, first credit union. Yes,
0: and I I don't want to scare people, but I did get an email saying that there was a coding error um, through the website operated by Central One Credit Union. This only applies to credit members, um, that some people's information was hacked. Um, If you've been to the getyourshare.ca website or the um, Credit Unions of BC website between November 3rd and November 29th. So they're just telling you your information could be compromised, but it's a very specific set of time okay. and yeah. people who yeah. are accessing this. And I'm getting it because I was one of those people. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well, No, I didn't get anything on that. Uh, it's actually getting to be a big problem out there because uh, you know Yahoo just had like a million hacks or something going on. It's just going on uh, pretty much everywhere now that they can be attacked. Uh, the only thing I've heard really for advice is you know change your passwords often, or do something like a double accreditation on your accounts. So you have to put in two separate passwords on there. That's th- probably the best advice I've managed to find out there so far.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Change your passwords often. As yep. You see. Yeah. And so no panic on the. F- on the credit union just be aware that uh, on this particular section of it something did happen and it does happen everywhere so it does it does yeah.
0: and yes we definitely be careful of what information you share um, you're looking at the website make sure that the HTTPS you know is there that's yeah. all I know me being tech somewhat li- illiterate um, but yeah I mean always looking at the URL when you're typing in your password is, is a good idea too absolutely yeah um, so I've got a uh comment uh russell brewer sent me a text um thank you russell if you're listening which obviously you are um and i I think he's telling me that um so the pr pause was saying that they were not consulted um the public was engaged and this is not a um, text this is a this is from the regional trails plan looks like Uh, please tell me if i'm wrong Uh, It says the public was engaged through a series of six community workshops held at the Northside Community Recreation Center, Laman Sailor Center, Powell River Recreation Complex, um, and a few others in Texeda, Lang Bay. Um, In addition, local students from Brooks High School were given the opportunity to provide feedback in a special workshop held at the school for students in the Coast Mountain Academy program uh, and the Brooks Mountain Bike Club. Uh, in total, over 230 people, including local forest licensees and all trail user groups, participated in the community workshops. So I think they so there was good feedback on it. They yeah. did seek engagement. Yeah. Um, in addition to the community workshops, the public was invited to submit feedback. Through an online community survey, in total, 237 people submitted completed surveys. Well, Great. that's
1: that's pretty good turnout for this town. Uh, so.
0: Okay, so then that was from the staff report about the plan. Thank you, Russell, for sending yeah, that. Yeah, thanks, Russell. Um, and yeah, so clearly, you know, there was some engagement, but some people felt left out still.
1: Okay, um, I just thought I'd like to, you know, or just on the side of thing, you know. You know, we, uh, a few of us looked at it recently. There's a wonderful little uh, website out there that you can go and search it out called oh, yes. Radio Garden. Yes. And it sort of uh, has an appearance of like Google Earth. And so you could go onto it and you can uh, take the little uh, unit in the middle and you can walk it around the world and uh, pick up all these various radio stations. It's a yeah. fantastic little tool.
0: And you can hear... Um, so this is actually what's playing in Squamish <laughs> right now. <laughs> I just opened up the website so we could um, travel around the world. But I, I, it pinpoints your location and I think picks the closest stream to you.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah.
0: And Right away, I, I wrote them and asked them to include CJMP on their stream because we weren't on there. No, we have a stream.
1: That's good. Yeah, I was, uh, I was looking in South Africa yesterday and, uh, and in South America, too, just to see what was going on. Fascinating stuff. So.
0: Did you find anything? Well,
1: uh, no. Just I was just skipping around. I didn't actually spend much time on it. But anyway, it's a it's a really nice little tool. Very cool. It's Radio Garden. That's what it's called. Check it out.
0: Uh, maybe a couple more community announcements. Okay. Okay. Your turn. Um, I don't know if you mentioned the Ed Wood Sexy Sweater Club night. No. I, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know Ed Wood from the movie Glen or Glenda.
1: No, I have no idea what that is. Okay. Uh,
0: that was a weird little film from the 50s, I think. Was it? Oh, okay. Um, so this is uh, Wood's Sexy Sweater Club Night at the Sugar Vault, which is uh, tonight, uh, Friday, December 16th, 8 p.m., no cover charge. So uh, I'm not sure. I saw a picture on Facebook of Dave Formosa in his uh, Christmas sweater. I'm not sure if you saw this.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't.
0: <laughs> Uh, it was pretty good. I can't describe it. What well,
1: You can't describe the Christmas sweater or the picture generally.
0: I can't remember who shared it. So much information. Um, <clears throat> information overload.
1: Yes, there is. Do you
0: feel that sometimes?
1: Um, no, not all the time. Um, so we'll probably... Pop into another little piece of music here and uh, then we've got a few uh, little bits of uh, news and commentary on uh, stuff in BC and the rest of the world. So if you can go with this, here we go.
4: Gambling these days, these days, these days I seem to think about how all the changes came about my way, and I bought the life that i have made in song it's just I won't do too much scheming these days These days These days I sit on cornerstones and count the time a quarter turns to ten
1: That was Nico with These Days, and uh, now we have something on waste management, don't we?
0: Oh yeah, well, um, the original district, um, speaking of them, um, it's the last day to um, submit your opinions, I suppose, (laughs) and your... Your lifestyle. Oh my gosh, help me! that's a questionnaire. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: did you Did you fill one in? Did you? I did actually. I, uh, so did I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's,
0: it's the Regional Solid Waste Management Plan questionnaire. That's yeah. what it's called. And it's if you go to the Paul River RD. you'll find it right on the web page or the homepage there. Uh, it take, took me about 15 minutes to do. Yeah. About the same. Yeah. yeah.
1: Less actually, probably, but. And anyway, yeah,
0: just asking where you live and your habits and that sort of thing yeah
1: it's all, all about how you deal with your waste and dispose of it and uh how you you would like to do it and so on and so forth so
0: and we know living in an isolated place semi an island you know that's an important topic um
1: yes because you know we obviously want to reduce what's going on here because uh most of our stuff gets shipped out to Washington State, which is pretty hilarious, but uh, well, n- not, not really. But anyway, <laughs> but,
0: um, it, this is, I, I guess I urge people to fill it out because while it seems like something that doesn't maybe affect uh, certain people, this is going to be a guiding document over the next 10 years. And it's asking you if you want garbage pickup, you know, uh, uh, out of town and um, things like that. So, you know, put your two cents in if you if you have an opinion.
1: Yes, absolutely. Because it's forward planning. That's what it is. <laughs> Okay.
0: And so, Roger, you pay attention more to um, national news than I do, especially this week because my head's been kind of in other things. But what is going on outside of Paul River?
1: Well, um, let's see here. Um, BC, we we've just had an announcement by the provincial government that they're going to uh, assist with uh, interest-free loans to uh, first-time home buyers. Uh, I haven't really delved in it into this deeply. Uh, I don't. Not even too sure how well this is going to work. It seems like uh, you'll get an interest-free loan uh, on part of your uh, first, uh, part of your down payment as a first-time home buyer, and uh, for a five-year period, and then you will be required to uh, carry on with uh, interest payments on top of that. Um, I'm loath to comment too much on well, it. <laughs> I I have visions of subprime mortgages and stuff like that. Uh not that I'm in a, a mortgage uh, owning position myself, but so there you have it. Okay. So um uh, is, is this
0: an effect right now? Uh
1: yes, I believe it's coming into effect in January and uh I think uh you know some people have implied that this is a boost for uh the actual construction uh, industry in uh, british columbia more than it's to actually help out first time home buyers but uh, those are just opinions out there so okay uh, what else in bc um ongoing sightsee dam um, amnesty international has uh stuck their finger into the pie as well and uh
0: what do you mean by that
1: well An- amnesty international is calling for a stop work order on uh, bc's 8.8 billion dollar if you can believe that's going to be the final figure site c hydroelectric dam uh, and they're saying that the mega project on the peace river threatens the human rights of indigenous peoples uh, and that's part of that's so this is w- yet one more organization coming out against site c dam um is this is, be, this is a very contentious issue in BC, along with the pipeline issues and so on and so forth.
0: Resource extraction issues. Yes. Um, and I, there was a, a good summarizing article in the New York Times last week, I believe it was, about the Site C dam.
1: Yes, I read that as well. I don't know. I don't know if that was written by Dan Savin or Slavin. I don't know wh- where he's actually from either. So.
0: Well, I know the New York Times has expanded. They're they're reporting in Canada more, as the Guardian has, so probably hear more of like news like that in that newspaper. Yeah, uh, it, was, it
1: was a pretty good article. I I went through it, and if you want to check it out, you can go to the New York Times and look for that article about Sightsee Dam.
0: Or just search search Cite C in Google d- and just yes, find yeah, find a lot of the latest news. Because yeah. uh, I mean, every day it seems like yeah. there's something somebody, somebody else who is decrying it or yeah, um, another issue coming up. So Amnesty
1: International is. Uh, uh, has mounted a campaign which asks you to write into uh, the Honourable Christy Clark or the Right Honourable Prime Minister. Oh, I was going to say Pierre Trudeau, but uh, Justin Trudeau <laughs> uh, about this. Um, the, uh, the environmental impact statement for the dam forecast, flooding of more than uh, 5,550 hectares of land. And it's gonna be in like an, uh, probably in like an 87 kilometer long uh, pond they're gonna put in up there. Uh, and the project will uh, affect probably 3,800 hectares of agricultural land and also flood First Nations heritage sites and force families and ranchers to move there you have it that's on the BC side of things Um, internationally I was just noting if I just find this here the other day um, which is uh, pretty hilarious was a a comment by the United Nations uh, the American United Nations ambassador at the UN and I've misplaced the story here it is uh this was uh samantha powers who's the united uh u.s ambassador of the united Nations, uh commenting on uh events going on in, in aleppo and uh she said she was doing her bit to shame the un and i quote is there no act of barbarism against civilians no execution of a child that gets under your skin that just creeps you out a little bit and she was addressing this uh, to the russians the syrians and the iranians and uh, it's kind of ironic so you didn't uh, actually ma- uh, mention the fact being that uh, america stood by itself uh, during uh, bosnia sarajevo rwanda etc 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 so it was uh, kind of peculiar and uh, they also participated in the invasion of iraq and i'm making commentary here but anyway you can actually find uh, her uh, comments uh online somewhere there are videos of it
0: mm-hmm. okay thank you there you have it okay uh do you want to play another piece of music uh
1: yes i will let's see what else i can find here <laughs> here we go you Okay, and uh, there's a little bit more federal news here. Was oh, who was that? <laughs> I'll do the news. There. That was XTC with stupidly happy, <laughs> and a bit. And then talking about the federal government here, the federal government has just announced uh, they're going to be pumping uh, another five hundred million dollars over the next uh, X number of years, I'm not too sure if it's five years or 50 million years, whatever it is, uh, for uh, improving broadband connection in rural areas. And uh, we all know how well that went last time around because they've been promising this for years and years and years. Um, Do you have a bit of commentary on that?
0: Well, there was another report at this uh, regional district meeting yesterday. Um, I don't have commentary on that, but there is, Joseph McLean from Full Solution Computers uh, presented um, a report called "Internet Access in the Paul River Regional District: Closing the Gaps," because there's some gaps yet.
1: Oh right? you no, know, there's been some big gaps going on for quite a number of years. Uh, there have, there has. Uh, I'm, I'm just doing it a bit off the top of my head, but as far as I know, like you know, high-speed internet as lines are do sort of run north and south of town, but. You know, there's been an extreme reluctance to hook uh, individual households up out there, and I just don't understand why. But anyway.
0: Uh, yes, I, I don't know either. Yeah. Um, and I think this report was just kind of like finding some um, alternatives maybe to things that aren't happening right now or so- solutions to problems and yeah. kind of laying out who's got access and who hasn't. Yeah, I'll be
1: interested to see how this goes and be interested to see. If any uh, effect, the uh, federal government's uh, financial provisions to expand broadband gra- broad in rural communities, actually helps not only us but everywhere else.
0: Well, as as um, Joseph mentioned yesterday, it's this is a um, it's not just about accessing like Twitter or you know, Angry Birds. No, it's for it's um it's, it's definitely a what do you call it, emergency usage. It time. is,
1: yeah. You can well, you can't. You can barely do anything these days unless you have access. Uh, do online stuff, you can't communicate with the government at all um,
0: and something I didn't know um, did you know that Texada Island has the cheapest internet in this region regional district? Oh really? Yes, yeah. like about $45 a month um,
1: Oh yes they, they go through a separate uh, I know who they are, they go through a, a separate uh, outfit which I believe is actually based out in Washington State
0: Okay. and that's
1: the way they, that's their uh, broadband service down there
0: okay <laughs> are you sure yeah I'm pretty sure okay. yeah um, well hopefully that um, we can prove access here I know I would like to pay cheaper rates
1: oh yes who who wouldn't but <laughs> uh, if you if you want those high-speed services and you know the attraction here is is now we have uh, um, fiber optic networks here and uh, that is a great atr- uh, attraction in a way it is you know people want to come here from elsewhere and uh do business or uh, whatever they have a high-speed operation they can work with
0: Mm -hmm. and it it says here i'm looking at this report um last year when fatales came in to uh, install the fiber optic fiber optic pau river was one of the first communities in canada to receive that uh, service Um, and it's the service is just it's fast right that's that's what's different yeah um and uh, they are interested in other potential areas of fiber optic expansion in yeah. this area too so
1: I I also think though that uh, they came in and put the fiber optics in here because the actual uh, Powell River had actually one of the oldest telephone operating systems oh. in the province so the the network was actually kind of falling apart so it was all or nothing you can't keep tweaking a system and trying to fix it so, so a necessary that's part upgrade. so a necessary upgrade yeah okay and thanks well, anyway it's good I don't mind <laughs> it's way faster than I've ever had before so well
0: we're almost to the end of the show here on uh, Friday December 16th and uh, one more uh, community announcement before we go and before we play um, Coastal Color which has lots more arts news events coming up um skate with santa saturday december 17th at the at the rec complex that's from noon to two uh santa would like to invite invite everyone young and old to this special christmas skate he will be making an appearance and handing out candy canes okay (laughs) all right now we go to coastal color which brings you your arts news for the week
8: Welcome back to Coastal Color. I'm Rabbi. This is local arts news for Power River for this week and a little bit beyond the December 16th edition. CJMP has a listener satisfaction survey. Respond by December 21st and you can win prizes including a $30 gift certificate for Velma's candy. Just go to cjmp.ca or visit us on Facebook. If you were an annual member of CJMP Power River Community Radio Society and did not renew at our AGM on November 24th, your membership has now elapsed. Please visit cjmp.ca slash membership to renew it for only $10 or better yet become a sustaining member today at cjmp.ca. Slash CJMP also offers gift memberships for $10. Go to cjmp.ca slash gifts. There is a Dance for the Food Bank holiday dance party event happening at the Sheridan Dance Academy. That's 101-4871 Joyce Avenue on Friday, December 16th from 6.30pm to 8.30pm. It's free to attend with donation to the Food Bank. DJ Henson Band plays at the Westview Hotel, the Zoo Bar and Grill, 44763 Marine Avenue on Friday, December 16th at 10pm. There's an open mic at the Carlson Club with hosts Radio Jet on Friday, December 16th from 7 to 10 p.m. Again, at the Carlson Club on Joyce Avenue. There's a live stage play, Robin Hood and the Babes in the Wood, on Friday, December 16th at 7 p.m., Saturday, December 17th at 7 p.m., and Sunday, December 18th at 1.30 p.m. It is by donation. This happens at the Recreation Complex at the Evergreen Theatre. Theatre now presents its 2016 Christmas Pantomime by Ben Crocker, thanks to a grant from the Power River Council of the Arts and Culture. There's an art show called Transmission, New Works by Autumn Sky, on Thursday, December 15th, to Sunday, December 18th, at 4712 Marine Avenue featuring original paintings, sculptures and pop-up shop of new products and inspiring gifts. The film Allied opens on Friday, December 16th goes on till Tuesday, December 20th at 7pm nightly at the Picture Theatre. There is a Weaving 101 workshop on Saturday, December 17th from 3 to 6pm. It's $120 per registration. Spaces are limited. Please register at 32 Lakes Cafe at uh, In Townside, the old BMO building. Join visual artist Haley Hunt Bronwyn for an afternoon of frame loom weaving. This three-hour introductory workshop will cover everything you need to know to create your very first woven wall hanging. All supplies are included, including a handmade frame loom and tools of the trade and wool. Sorry, all yours to keep. Cranberry Community Hall Coffee House has an event on Saturday, December 17th. Performers sign up between 7 and 7.30pm. The show is at 7.30pm and admission is by donation, a $5 suggested donation. At the Cranberry Community Hall, it's a monthly open stage showcase for acoustic musicians, storytellers, poets, comedians and friends. Overdrive plays at Costum Community Club on Saturday, December 17th. The band starts at 8pm. There's an annual community Christmas carol sing along with Santa and Mrs. Claus with song leader Roberta Pearson and organist Jim Dixon on the new theater organ this is at the Patricia Theater Sunday December 18th 2 p.m admission is by donation there's live music at TC's open mic and stage every Wednesday from 8 to 11 p.m it's at TC's pub in the town center hotel play with or without the host band Paradise you jam you get a free drink as well the event illumination 2016 is happening Wednesday December 21st from 4 p.m to 7 p.m at the Vale it's a solstice fire ceremony and festive social gathering at the Vale, they welcome all their members and members-to-be to to join around the Yule fire and evoke hopes and dreams for the year to come. This friendly, non-denominational ceremony consisting of a short dedication, a simple bell meditation and a community vision-sharing circle will be followed by a fun holiday hangout with friends and neighbours where you can cheer the new year and hot food and delicious beverage will be available for purchase at the Vale Saloon. The film Sing in 3D and 2D plays Wednesday, December 21st to Thursday, December 29th, 7pm nightly except the 20th. 24th and 25th. And 1.30pm Metonais on the 24th and 26th. Patricia Theatre is where this happens. They'll be closed all day on December 25th. Paradise plays at the Zoo Bar and Grill on Friday, December 23rd from 10pm to 2am. Food bank donations as your entry fee. And this is a holiday party at the Zoo. Sam Hurry plays on Friday, December 23rd at 8pm at the Red Lion Pub in Wildwood. Food bank donations are accepted instead of cover charge. Come visit the pop-up library and shop for original 8x8 inch artwork from the anonymous art sale. open Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This is just above the new library space at Crossroads Village. The film Moana in 2D and 3D plays Friday, December 30th to Thursday, January 5th, 7 p.m. nightly, except the 31st, 1.30 p.m. weekend matinees at Richardson Theatre. The Banff Mountain Film Festival happens Friday to Saturday, January 6th to 7th. This happens at the Max Cameron Theatre in Brooks High School. There's a call for artists for the Expose Yourself and Erotically-Themed Multidisciplinary Art Exhibition. Deadline for the visual art submission for the gallery is Saturday, January 21st. 2017 at midnight. Email EYEXHIBITION. Okay, at
1: G- okay. Uh, this was uh, CJMP News for Friday, December the 16th, and we want to thank you for listening in. My name is Roger Thorne, and,
0: and I'm Carrie Swiggum, and thank you to Rabbit Eye as well for um, contributing to the show, and Roger,
1: <laughs> and Carrie. <laughs> okay, and uh, we'll be back same time, same place next week or. I know Carrie will I don't know whether I'll be here we'll
0: see Yeah, glad to have you back
1: thank you very much yeah. and um, that's it for this week thank you for listening in